The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Uh, the Guards and the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission are warning students to be wary of scams at this time of year. A third of all accommodation fraud happens during the months of August and September and more than half of the victims are under 25. So you have to assume that they're students. Josh Crosby has been to colleges in the capital to hear about the challenges involved with finding somewhere to live. I enjoy just the overall social life of it, kind of the independence and the freedom of just having your own time is, is really good. It's good fun and it's uh, very good for like turning into an adult, you know what I mean? Because you're not quite there yet. It's a good transition into independence. Student life, everyone around here, it's like that's what makes it great because that's where I've met all my friends and everybody in my life and it's fab. If you were to describe college life in a few words. Something you have to do. For many, going to college can be the best days of your life. A sense of freedom and independence. But the dream can be shattered when it comes to accommodation. I travel from Monaghan to Dublin, uh, up here to DCU every single day. It's about two hours each way, every day, five days a week. They asked about the money and they were saying, just pay in advance, uh, we will give you the keys, something like that. But then I searched on Google, it looked fake, yeah. So you escaped? Yeah, I skipped. <laughs> My landlord at the time was participating in obvious tax evasion because all the tenants had to pay in cash and there was uh, no written agreement to say that you know, ex-tenant uh, lives in my property here. There is nothing uh, formal about it. Now, eventually I found an accommodation which is close to DCU. If you see that accommodation is as good as jail. Share houses and substandard properties, long commutes and scams are all obstacles tenants can face when navigating the search for a home. When it comes to fraud, the damage can run into the thousands. This is really the time of year we do see a spike with students coming back, especially with the accommodation crisis at the moment. For all of last year, it was about 600,000 reported stolen. That's what's reported. We would suspect that's underreported. Not everybody reports it, unfortunately. Detective Superintendent Michael Crine of the Garden National Economic Crime Bureau on the costly impact of accommodation scams. The red flags are not as identical identifiable for international students and with this they can become an easy target for dodgy lettings and finding a suitable property can be difficult. I met with two DCU students who moved to Ireland. Both have had their own challenges finding accommodation. My name is Anand Kumar. I moved from Australia to uh, Ireland for my PhD studies so I'm a PhD student here. So now you're here, you're on campus, it's all going well, it's all going good. When you first arrived in Ireland what was it like trying to find accommodation? Well uh, I lived in Airbnb for 10 days. I was crazily applying for the accommodation on draft and hoping that I will find an accommodation. So what I did, you know, I was searching on uh, Facebook as well. But uh, in- eventually I found one accommodation for um, about one month. And then I need to search for an accommodation again because that was a temporary accommodation. You know, I put 600 applications on draft uh, through the email. But, uh, you made yeah, 600 applications? 600 applications on draft, but it, yeah, it didn't work out. I mean, uh, eventually I found an accommodation which is close to DCU. It's very literally like a very tiny room and I'm paying 900 for that one. I want to move out, but I cannot move out because there is no accommodation. So, so I suppose you're thankful to see that it's not raining, that you can spend ex- time ex- outside your house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I literally come here every day to work from my office because at my, at my, um, in my room, you know, there is no, there is no study table. When you were searching, did you come across anything that was quite fraudulent? Or? Well, through the Facebook, yes, I came across a lot of fraudulent. But uh, there was a lady, she was like, okay, you can, uh, you can pay me right now. 
I was like, okay, can I do a viewing before I make a payment? So it was like, no, no, no. We want you to first uh, make a payment, at least some deposits or that, because uh, for viewing, you need to pay. I was like, no, I can't pay. So those things are very common, especially on platform like Facebook. It's flooded. My name is Medad, and I just defended my PhD last week. So. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. What was the situation like trying to find accommodation when you first came to Dublin? That was the most difficult time in my life. I moved from England to here. The first realization was accommodation was very difficult. I had nowhere to stay. I searched for accommodation from February 28th that I arrived. It wasn't until May 1. Where were you staying during this time? So I sent an email. I'm a Christian. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. So I sent an email. Please, I'm a, I'm new in Ireland. Could anyone just have on me for the time being? Then somebody just replied, a complete, total stranger. But just that the person was also a Seventh-day Adventist, a fellow church member. So the person housed me. That was my only savior. If I eventually got a place, very expensive. Did you make many applications? Yes, that was about 564 applications. You remember the exact number? Yes, because I literally had to go through the mails with my wife and we had to just start counting. That's how long it took us to find a place. And I actually got a place at Kildare. I'm actually rushing to see if I can catch the train. When it comes to scams, Garda figures show one third of all accommodation fraud is reported in August or September. Out at UCD, I met with Fahad, who came to Ireland from Germany last year and got caught by someone who was pretending to offer a room. So basically, we called this person. The number appeared on, on social media. Or? I know it was from on some rental website, and we called her, and she said that they had she had a house available for me, and we basically did not do any viewing because we, we were very desperate and just transferred her the money for the deposit, and then she stopped taking our calls and stuff. How much did you transfer? About a couple hundred euros. In what way was it through a bank transfer? Or? Yeah. So it was like a bank-to-bank transfer. So you transferred this money, thinking it was a deposit. Yeah. And did you did you physically see the property? Nope. They showed us on a video call. A video call? Yeah. And did you see the woman's face and yeah, everything? Yeah, we did. We did see her face. It was like very shady and stuff. She was brazen enough to show her face in the video call? Yeah, exactly, yes. And walk you around the house? Yeah. So you felt this must be safe if she's showing her face? Exactly. And when you rang afterwards, was the phone switched off? I know, she just wouldn't take her calls. Like She, she kept declining, declining it. And yeah. what did you do then? Did you go to the no, police? Yeah, we went to Garda, yeah. They've actually sorted the matter out because they told us they arrested the persons. You weren't reimbursed? No. <laughs> Apparently, like they were also working from other countries from Europe because she had scammed other people across Europe as well. Fahad got away lightly with losing €200 Euro compared to some victims with figures showing one man was scammed out of four grand. Detective Superintendent Michael Crine says around €2 million Euro has been stolen in accommodation fraud in the last five years. vast majority of them are probably online nowadays. Traditionally, a victim would meet some fellow um, and pay over a deposit and he may take deposits from 10 different people. But it's all nearly all online now. It's nearly all advertised through social media you have apartments advertised, people see pop-up ads. You know, there are a number of, of warning signs of red flags which should indicate to a person that this is not totally okay here. And one of them is that, you know, if the rent is too good to be true, you know, 
unfortunately, there's no such thing as cheap accommodation, especially in the urban areas and the big cities or near colleges. Also, as well as a red flag is, is how you became aware of it and where the person will only communicate via WhatsApp or via text messages. You know, that's a kind of red flag too. If they won't meet you, they won't show you it. If a student listening today or their families have parted with cash, they paid what they thought was the deposit, but they're not hearing anything back, what should they do now? Go to your bank immediately and ask your bank to do a recall on the, on the money. That's the most important thing to do is get your bank to do a recall. And then if, if you believe you've been defrauded, report the matter to the guardie. We would advise that you pay by credit card. You don't do a transfer. You don't pay by cryptocurrency. Ideally, you know, if you're booking someplace, you should be using recognised lending agencies or dealing with your college or student unions. Thoroughly researching an ad and physically viewing a property is the advice. But steps are being taken at colleges to try and reduce accommodation fraud. Over at DCU, I met with Emma Monaghan, who's Vice President for Community and Citizenship at the Students' Union. Emma showed me a system they're using to link up suitable landlords with students. I know last year we had stories of students showing up to front doors of properties knocking on the door and there was someone else living there that had no idea that the rooms after being rented. So people are just pulling these addresses off the internet and deciding, yeah, I'll make up an ad for that. But what can be done to reduce it or what's the union here doing to decrease it? We've changed the way we run our accommodation listings. So basically for people in the area looking to advertise digs or a spare room or even a house that they might have, we've now invested in this new platform. I can see here now you have the laptop open and mm-hmm. what's called Student Pad. Student Pad, yeah. Well, it looks like your typical platform. You mm-hmm. enter in your area, your campus that you're based in, and then like any rental or property website, the locations will come up, but it's all been verified through yeah. the university. So basically it runs the same way kind of daft would, but you have students coming on here and they give you their student number and their email and they kind of sign up through that. So we know that we're only letting through DCU students onto this website. And then the landlords, when they put up their properties, we have a good look at them. So we run the, the website ourselves here from the back end, look at the price. Because I think sometimes people forget that they're renting to students and not someone in like a full-time job. If we get a kind of property notification in here so like I'll have this one here for example and I'm able to see all the details so this is the ad that we have here if we look at that charging 800 a month for five days I wouldn't approve that because I think it's a bit too expensive for five days accommodation when you're taking into account the student having to travel home and stuff on weekends you're basically working as a a filtering system basically yeah so I'd uh, I'd jump on there I'd either give the landlord a phone call or an email and say here this is kind of the decision we've made on it if you want to change it then grand we'll get it up for you if you don't we kind of advise you to take it elsewhere because it's it's not really suitable so with expensive rent lack of availability and potential scams all mixed together when searching for accommodation. Have these challenges made students regret Dublin as their choice of college destination? Honestly, kind of, yeah, because I have some friends down in Cork and the rent there is just so much handier, so much cheaper. I could have easily gone there and I was like, would have saved myself a lot of stress potentially. Coming to Ireland has been a blessing, but you see, on the aspect of accommodation, I would never come to Ireland in my next life. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.